I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. We don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The fourth quarter blowout theater thug, the one more thinking. What you got we, for me, Isaac Harris? We back. This is bringing back all the memories. All of them. <laughs> All the this memories. Is, this is the only thing that we can get excited about right now. <laughs> but back back in the day when Nick and I uh, were actually together in person and we attended Mavs games together. Oh, what a day. We would sit on the second row of the media uh, press box and we would do blowout theater because the Mavericks were getting blown out in pretty much every other home game. <laughs> and uh, we're like, yeah. hey, we're just going to do blowout theater at, for a pod and uh, we would have fun with it. We so would just throwback. do it live. So we're doing it live now. Our feeds are going to be a little bit different, but we're watching right now. The Mavericks are down. Uh, there's about five minutes left to go or five and a half minutes left to go. Tyler Bay comes in for a huge board, kicks it back out. I need some more Tyler I Bay got. in my life. Let's go. Ty Terry. Ty Terry looking. I need him to be more confident shooting the three, man. That's like your thing. If that's your thing, come in and take threes. That That's that's what I want from him. I want Ty Terry to come in. Like when you're in the game, we don't now. have a shot. Yeah, we don't have a shot to win if he's in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a diamond on like his talent. It's just like when he's, when he's put in, we either, we're up by 20 or we're down by 20. <laughs> Just come in launching them. You know, I need some 30-footers. Like, he just launched one. He bricked it, but he launched one. So, just just come in launching three-pointers. That's what I want from him. Yeah, so if you guys never heard of our fourth-quarter blowout theater, Isaac and I would do this, like he said, and we would record during a game. So, the game's actually going on right now as we're recording this. It's about five minutes, 30 seconds left for me. And so... We're recording this. We don't know the end. We know the Mavericks are going to lose because it's 116 to 97 right now. So, uh, and then we just record during the game and we talk about our thoughts. And then we also some, just some light commentary. Hopefully, you can hear it a little bit in the background. And uh, I think it's just kind of a fun thing when there's blowouts for us to just you know crack jokes and talk about it. So, we we're, we'll talk about the game a little bit when it ends uh, at the end at the end here. But this game, like. Nick, don't make excuses, Nick. The Houston Rockets are in the same situation. Get out of here. Like, it is an excuse. I'm, I'm going to make it, right? Like, the Ma- like, yeah, the Mavericks could have won this game in so many other ways. They could have done things to win this game. This, this game, basically, if you don't want to say anything about the schedule, then this is what happened, right? The Mavericks, they they had this huge mismatch with, with DeMarcus Cousins and Willie Cauley-Stein. Willie Cauley-Stein probably played his worst game as a Maverick in this game. Right, like he really did. Uh, I mean, he was he was. He was I gotta think of a a handful of other games, but I mean, eight, eighteen <laughs> minutes he scored six. He was three or four from the field, but uh, there's so many other passes that should have been shots for him. My guy had three boards against a Rockets team with just Demarcus Cousins. And that was it. He was Will, a Willie closeouts. They're a, they're taking time off my life. Eighteen minutes. He was a minus twenty six. So when he was on the floor, the Mavericks were just giving up points, and they're giving up points a lot of times to De, to Demarcus Cousins, and he was just hitting threes. So he wasn't closing out, and then Demarcus Cousins was feasting on him, you know, underneath the the basket, and he. I mean, we don't have to keep just going in on Willie Cauley Stein every time because the Mavericks were in, in this game. The Mavericks were without Porzingis, 
Still Josh Josh Richardson, who was in the building, but was not he was yeah, not was. able to play. Josh Richardson, Dorian, Maxi, Dwight Powell. Like the Mavericks are still without five rotation players. And, and four of their top seven, four of their top six, arguably, players, which is yeah. wild. So the Mavericks are shorthanded. But they, you, you give up that huge disadvantage without talking about schedule or Mavs even missing players. The Mavs lose that huge, huge mis- mismatch to DeMarcus Cousins with Willie Colley-Stein. And Eric Gordon goes just completely off. Like, just 33 points. He hit six of his nine threes. Just, if, if you know, he goes off. He gets hot. So, there's that. They didn't defend the three well. And then nobody else on Dallas really, like, all the Mavericks offensive guys never really, like, like stepped up. Yeah. And so, you don't have any, like, you need one other guy. Luka at 26. And the other guys that are supposed to step up, step up for you to score, Brunson at nine points. Hardaway, 15 points. Burke, 13 points. Like, none of those guys really even – like, what? Like I was going to tweet before the game, those guys had to combine for 75 points for the Mavs to win this game. <laughs> and I was kind of jo- – I was going to be joking, but uh, it kind of proved to be true that those guys have to – those guys have to deliver if the Mavericks are going to be this shorthanded. And they didn't. And they're not they're not that consistent of players, which is why they're, you know, fringe, ro- fringe like, starters, bench rotation type guys, right? Which is fine. That's what the Mavericks signed them up for. But they're thrust in this role now. And the other thing, actually, that, that got in the, the Mavericks' way was they played a bunch of athletes. Like, all the Mavericks' athletes are kind of gone, right? Like, Dwight's an athlete. Josh Richardson's an athlete. Dorian's an athlete for sure. Like, all the Mavericks' athletes are kind of gone. And they played guys like David Nwaba feasted on tra- in transition and feasted in these different areas. Jay Sean Tate's an athlete. You have um, Sterling Brown doing some athletic stuff. Kenya Martin Jr. doing some athletic stuff. Like, there's just... It's guys like that. They just had a big disadvantage in those I think those three areas. The fact that DeMarcus Cousins just destroyed Willie Colley Stein. And DeMarcus Cousins didn't even score that well. Yeah, he had twenty eight points. Twenty eight and seventeen in this game. Yeah, he did. God. <laughs> he really did destroy him. So those are the the big areas where the Mavericks lost this game. If you don't even want to talk about schedule or anything like that. So yeah, we can admit that for sure. We're not here saying, Oh, the Mavericks only lost because of the schedule. But at some point, no, I, you got to point it out. I mean, both teams had like both. I I get it. It's like, yeah, everybody tweeted it out. And it's like, all right, fifth game in seven days. We're missing KP and Richardson and, and 11 Max. of their 15 games on the road. Yeah. Like we said all that. And, you know, some people, you know, you're going to find people out there. It's like, hey, we got to complain about something. And like, hey, Houston, you know, Houston's missing players too. I'm like, okay, well, both teams had a really good excuse to lose. So one fan base is going to say, Okay, we lost. You have a reason to lose. Let's go on. Like I'm just not watch- I'm not watching this game getting mad about it. There's no. nothing you can take away from the game. Like there's nothing I'm taking away from this no. game that I didn't know before. Both of these teams are tired. They're on the end of a long stretch. They're both missing players. Houston's missing Oladipo and Christian Wood. You know, we're missing all of our guys. It's like, all right, we'll go out there and play basketball. I wish we- it would have been a different result, but I'm not like walking out of this saying Man, I don't know. I got to rethink some things. The Mavericks team doesn't have any fight. You just got to admit that this is just how the season's going to be right now. At some points, yeah. It's just where we're at. Like, it's a weird season. It's a weird start to the season, especially for Dallas and everything going on. That's just part of it. And I'm sorry. I'm just not going to – there's nothing. There's not a single one of these players that I'm looking at. I mean – 
we know that Willie struggle. It, you know, the more he plays, it feels like he's struggling more. We know Wesuwandu can't hit a three pointer. Like we know, like there's nothing I'm pulling away from this game. I texted you. You know, one of the biggest storylines is these. You know, the the surrounding guys hitting three pointers for the Mavericks this season. Updated yeah. numbers on this: James Johnson, Wesuwandu, Josh Green, combined from the three point line, sixteen of seventy two on the season. <laughs> These are guys that are starting and pl- and playing rotation minutes now. Like that, I mean, and it's just that's where you're losing. You have you have guys that aren't good, you know, starting and playing like big rotation minutes for you. That's why way, teams are running. Is. That's why teams are running boxing one and traps and yeah. just daring these guys to shoot. That's just it's just where we're at. When you're down that many guys, that's you know that's that. You know, you mentioned that Josh Richardson was there. I tweeted out like a screenshot and you know of him like cheering on the bench. And some people were tweeting back saying, "Okay, well he's, if he's there, why ain't he playing?" I'm like, okay, well. The dude Once was again, just in a hotel room for two weeks. I know, the, guys. We can't. And even when these guys come back, especially the guys who've had COVID. We still have to give them grace too when they hit the court. We saw, you know, how COVID affects different athletes, different people in so many different ways. I mean, we saw in the NFL different guys come back, uh, and then you know the week after, it's like, all right, they're still recovering their bodies. So I think even when these guys do come back, one, they got to be cleared, which it looks like Josh Richardson is as far as being around the team. But then he's got to like practice, get some time underneath his belt a little bit, then get him on the court, and then we got to give him a little bit, you know, more grace. Then of just adjusting back how COVID's going to affect him. So it's that's just a whole different you know conversation to have. But yeah, oh. this game. Oh, Nate hitting. <laughs> nope, fouled. I kind of already turned the game off. My bad. <laughs> that's okay. So, yeah, Josh Richardson plays in this game, and then he looks terrible, and he's gassed within one second, and you're like, oh, no, he's terrible. Like, no, well. <laughs> But it looks like he's he's the next guy back though. It, it, I mean, Hopefully, it looks like yeah, it. So he, he's the whether next that's closest. yeah, whether that's you know on Monday night or you know Wednesday, what, whenever it is, we just gotta sl- you know slowly but surely these guys come back. I'm hoping Monday is the first game with Luca Porzingis and Josh Richardson. That would be nice. Yeah. So so the KP angle to this, you know, we didn't know. Uh, nobody knew up until this evening that KP was going to set out this game. You know, he played the last back to back. You know, game. Uh, you know his. His whole injury management here. Uh-oh, what happened? Nate hitting with the hustle. Let's go. Let's go. Oh. Dove for the loose ball. It was, a, it was a really wild dribble. Dove for the loose ball. Got the foul. Drew the Ooh, foul. Wesawandu for three. Ooh. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 16 of se- 73 on the who, season. Who? All right. Who would get the belt tonight? Nobody? <laughs> well, they got to win to get the belt. But uh, I know. All right, coming up. Nate, we're gonna Nate, get into Nate some... hinting for that loose ball. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming up. We're gonna get into this game a little bit more. We'll talk about the Mavericks and just what we expect coming up in the next couple of days with Josh Richardson back on the bench but not playing yet. And then we want to get into some trades. We're gonna talk about this Houston Rockets team because who knows what's going on with this this Rockets team? But feels like they're gonna have some guys that are gonna be available for the Mavericks will want. So we'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, we're still doing fourth quarter blowout theater. There's about two minutes left in the game, according to uh, where I'm watching it. And, oh, Nate Hinton drew an offensive foul. Let's go. Hinton Hive. Mavericks are down by 23. And uh, Hinton Hive is in full swing right now watching Nate Hinton out there. So, uh, Porzingis coming back, or Porzingis not playing this game. Not surprised. I, I wasn't. We should have mentioned it in our postgame pod after the, the last game, but – 
Not surprised that Porzingis didn't play in this, considering all the stuff we said before. Fifth game in seven nights and, you know, all that kind of stuff. The minutes he's been playing. The fact that he played the first back-to-back -back was really surprising. But this one that, that he didn't play was not super surprising. Yeah, and I think it, you know, it obviously changed the game plan for Dallas. But, you know, we were talking on yesterday's pod that, you know, my prediction was that they wouldn't start boogieing this game because KP would be in there. And I thought that they would go with, you know, kind of what we saw when, you know, Boogie wasn't on the floor tonight. They went super small. You know, we yeah, saw PJ Tucker at the five, you know, Matt's Kenny really Martin. They struggled that too. They did. They really struggled. In a way, it almost psyched Dallas out. And yeah. hats off to Silas on this that it almost psyched Dallas out to where, oh, we have Boban. Oh, okay, they have a six five six six guy at center, so now we got to go to Boban all the time in the paint. And I think it, you know, I think it just kind of got Dallas out of their groove a little bit and out of their normal game because they were wanting to really do that mismatch. And you know, it is what it is. But there's a lot of different things you can point at this game. Tyler Bay must just really not look good in practice and stuff. I, when they go small like that, just throw Tyler Bay out there at five. Just have him be the athletic, the athletic guy. I can imagine him catching lobs from Luca, playing some defense as he as Tyler Bay gets scored on. Literally, as I said, that he just dove for he just dove for this shot in the corner and then gets beat under the rim in the same play. Uh, yeah, maybe we also have to say career game for Boogie for this season so far. Well, uh, there we talked about that already. It was a reason. There's a reason why. So two games in a row. That uh, I know we we're joking about Willie uh, contesting shots, but two games in a row that a big man Aldridge and now Boogie that have went into the game shooting a very low three point percentage. After they hit a couple, you know you can't help to say, "Hey, uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I disagree with Harp on this." Harp was on the broadcast saying, "Hey, we'll take the percentage, no big deal." It was like the, just kidding. It was like, the, no, 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 no. He's hit like three in a row. Like put a hand up. I don't care what the percentage is. When a guy starts feeling it, like I don't want to. Well, he hits the he hits one, and then Harp goes, "I'm gonna play the percentages on this one. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna worry about a guy like that shooting." And then he hits the next three. It was the ultimate like announcer curse that he called out for, for this. Yeah. Oh man. But no, I don't have a ton else to say about this. I mean, I, no, you know, Monday. Monday's coming Ooh. against Denver. You expect everybody back by then. You know, Luca was, you know, at, at one point I was watching this game. I'm like, dang, I wish, and, you know, for a game like this, we're going to need Luca to be way more, you know, shooting the ball way more. And I felt like he's too passive. But I mean, even in his minutes that he did have tonight, he did shoot the ball 18 times. So, um, you know, it's a little bit more than what I thought he would in, in 29 minutes. So he didn't play the whole fourth quarter and still played 30 minutes. Yeah. That's so that's, that's I mean, basically, you know, benched him for the fourth, and let's just take this okay, loss. Okay, game just ended. I'm looking for the hug, police. Where's that? We saw we saw it in the the Nets and and Heat game. We saw some. Clips it looks straight of the hug up police. like a middle school dance. Whenever you get too close, <laughs> I'm looking for them. I'm not seeing any. I think they're clear. I think they're clear. The hug, police. Silas, no hugs. Well, the other day they had hugs. Yesterday they had hugs, and uh, we were texting about it <laughs> no hug police i guess all right so yeah th there's not too many takeaways we've kind of been talking around this game and basically we, we laid out all the points and all that so bad game, shooting game by tim again game is way. over mavs lose by uh, a, a decent amount to a, to a less decent amount five of 23 from three for dallas tonight 
and we're recording this before the uh, the Zoom uh, interviews, so yeah, we're not we even that either. yeah we're we're not even seeing what they're so saying. since we're since we're doing all that let's just talk let's talk let's talk some trades because I think that's the thing that might might be interesting out of this since we're not going to learn anything from this game nobody's going to say anything in the post game we think that's going to matter maybe they will maybe some maybe Carlisle comes out angry who knows uh, we'll talk about that on Monday if we do so um, all right PJ Tucker has been a guy that we've talked about a lot. Mm. let's let's get that now so pj tucker for dwight powell i think that's like my that'd be an ultimate trade right there that fixes some cap stuff that fixes a positional problem for the mavericks when everyone comes back and is healthy i don't know if i don't know what the the rockets want maybe we should start there instead what do we think the rockets want to do because some people have been sending me trades and one trade in particular was like victor oladipo plus pj tucker plus um there's one more person in the trade. Oh, and Eric Gordon. And there was just this, yeah. this huge trade that was like Dwight Powell, James Johnson, Brunson, something else. And oh, and maybe Tim Hardaway as well. And sent that to sent that to me. And then Jackson Gatlin, locked on Rockets host, responded and he's like, Maybe. The maps the Rockets might do that. So that response makes me think that they're they're like wanting to sell and they're okay with selling off. I mean they're not going anywhere with this team, right? This John Wall, Marcus Cousins, Oladipo team. I don't yeah, I think at some point, Houston, hey, you know, my best friend here in Dallas, uh, I've talked about him before, big Rockets fan, and we've been talking about it. I've been kidding him uh, just about, like, the direction of the team, and he, he made a joke to me. He's like, well, how many teams are trying to be bad right now? And I'm like, there's not really, I mean, when you look at the standings, that's why I think Houston will ultimately end up in this spot at some point. This is why I do think that they will be sellers because when you look at the standings right now, you look at the bottom of the Western conference, Minnesota four and 11, which their pick is protected, but it's going to, it's going to golden state. They just, it looks rough right now. Minnesota, uh, new Orleans five and 10 right now. Uh, then the rockets after yeah, that five and nine, uh, but then, I mean, even in the Eastern Conference, there's a couple teams, the Wizards and Pistons, that have three games, you know, three wins each. But, you know, the bottom is, what, five or six teams right now? And Houston's right in that group. I don't think that they're yeah. – I personally don't think they're a playoff team. I think at some point – I mean, it's been – the way it's been so vocally reported that Oladipo did not want to be there, uh, I think I think he's traded at the deadline for sure. So yeah. And if you're going to trade him, then I think we do see a fire sale. So, but if you're Houston, I don't want to take, I'm not trying to take on extra money. That's why the whole them getting, I see both sides of like a Dwight Powell type of thing. I see one side of saying, Hey, we need some vets on this team to help lead this team in this kind of next phase. Silas knows Dwight Powell. We know how much Dwight Powell is respected among the league and player association, all that different stuff. But his contract goes past next year. So I could see them saying, hey, if we're going to trade P.J. Tucker or if we're going to trade Oladipo or even like Eric Gordon, something like that, we're trying to get off Eric Gordon's money moving forward that I don't know if they're going to want to take money back. That's my thing. You're taking on – you're like you're losing out. You're losing out. (laughs) They're offsetting some of that salary though. So like Eric Gordon makes $18 next year, $19.5 the year after that, and then $20 million – non-guaranteed year after that so you're offsetting about seven or eight million every year if you're doing that dwight eric gordon type. okay well if you're focusing on like that, that you know what yeah. i mean like if you're doing something I thought like, it was like that, pj then... dwight 
But even well, even well, yeah, PJ and Dwight. That that's a little bit different. That one doesn't. That one doesn't even work out. You have to do a couple other things, I think. But, but like, let's just focus on PJ though. P, why, why would they? Why do they want cap space? Like, what are they gonna? What are they doing with it? They have John Wall making forty-four million next year, forty-seven million the year after that. They're not getting free agents. They could do some of these moves where they acquire assets. But if they're getting an asset from the Mavericks, then wouldn't they? Wouldn't they do that? Right? Like, if they get something from the Mavericks. Well, it just depends on what your asset is. You know, that's that's the whole thing. It's like what is Houston do with cap space? It, it's just more about flexibility. I don't I don't think it's for them saying, hey, we're going to lure a big max free agent. It's just about having the flexibility to take on a big contract under trade or go out and give big money to a restricted free agent. If you want to go out and give a max contract to Alonzo Ball, you can do that if you want to, <laughs> you know, something like that. But uh, yeah, I, 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 but we don't know, you know, if you, will you take on, will they take on long-term money? If picks are attached, we've heard, you know, people report that PJ Tucker, they want, they want like three second round picks for PJ Tucker. Let's just say basketball fit wise. I would, y'all know, I love PJ Tucker as far as realistic trade people out there. Yeah. Andre Drummond. No. Um, Blake Griffin. No. <laughs> Who's some other names out You know, you're being but when so it comes forceful to- right now. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> but like realistic people, <laughs> PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry, like those are two guys that yeah. I mean I don't think Toronto's looking to trade him right now, but like PJ Tucker's a guy that would I would love to have on this Mavericks team. Even if it and you look at Dallas, you look at they have two big expiring contracts. You have Tim Hardaway, you have James Johnson. Is there any type of deal that Dallas could construct with those? Like, I think those are the three names other teams will be calling about. Victor Oladipo, PJ Tucker. You know, Eric Gordon. I just don't know what Eric Gordon's value is. You know, okay, for instance. If, that Gordon if, deal is bad, man. It is. Uh, it is. So w- if you're Houston and you're telling another team out there, hey, if you want P.J. Tucker, you're going to have to take on Eric Gordon's contract. We'll lower some of the pick yeah. things, whatever. Yeah, instead of getting an asset back, they, they, they make the other team then take on that contract. Yeah, so if it's something like, hey, we'll call up Dallas and say, you know, they'll probably want more than this, but if they call up Dallas and say, all right, we want the expiring of James Johnson to kind of, you know, offset Eric yeah. Gordon, and then we want another, you know, player on top of that and a couple second round picks. And you're, and if you're Dallas, you're like, all right, I switch out James Johnson for PJ Tucker, but then I take on the long term money of Eric Gordon, who is an, another shooter, a scorer guy off the bench. You know, that's the thing that, that's the type of moves I could see Dallas entertaining here in the next month or so. Now, I've been very open. I would love Victor Oladipo on this team. Would Dallas, you know, entertain that before the deadline? I don't know. We got to see exactly what he continues, you know, how he continues to play. So, would you do? Don't you know how, how I'm going to answer these? I hate when you do this. It's just <laughs> trades, man. It's just trades. It's just business. <laughs> The team, the team literally trades the players, and then they're like, "Ah, oh, it's just business." And you're like, "I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> semi-related to the team." They, James Johnson, Dwight Powell for PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon. James Johnson, Dwight but I think Powell. you probably have to throw in a second. Like the the Rockets get off some of the Eric Gordon money with the Dwight Powell contract, and they offset some of it with James Johnson's expiring as well. You get. Hmm. Dwight Powell can be a role player for you. Definitely, you know, locker room type builder. Steven Silas is familiar with. Uh, you could kind of run one of those things where you have Christian Wood as your starting five, Dwight Powell as your backup five, and run similar things where 
you know, you Your run the same kind of pick. In. The same kind of pick and rolls you run with Christian Wood, you could run with Dwight Powell. So if they want to do something like that, you could talk yourself into that. Uh, Steven Silas also has been around Dwight Powell enough to know Dwight Powell's limitations and if he is a building block or not. So maybe he has an opinion on it. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he was the one pushing for Dwight Powell all these years and it wasn't Carlisle. Uh, but, but, but who's Houston's leader, though? Like, that's that's what I want to know. I mean, in the wake of all the Harden stuff, it was Boogie and John Wall and, you know, those guys. And they just got there. So, you know, they could be looking for more guys in that locker room that, you know, Boogie's on an expiring deal, you know, that can help establish, you know, a kind yeah. of a newer newer culture there moving forward. But I think there's a bigger package for, like, an Oladipo there. I think that if there's a team that's willing to swing for it with Oladipo and say, hey, we want to, you know, try to make him the third piece. There is a bigger package that I think Dallas could build around, you know, Tim Hardaway, you know, if you want to talk about Josh Green or Jalen Brunson, you know, something like that. That's why I'm saying if they want to entertain it, I do think considering Oladipo's value, I do think Dallas would have a package that Houston would like. Coming up, let's get into some of those deals, talk about it, and we'll uh, see what kind of deals we can come up with for Victor Oladipo. Talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, so if they decide, you know, trade deadline, which, by the way, is March 25th, so coming up in about two months. If the oh, Mavericks, I thought it was like first of March for some reason. If the, At least what I just looked up. It could, you could be right about okay. that. Okay, no, 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 that's fine. Um, I'm going to look it up because you just said that. So I just thought for some reason it was like March 5th, but you're probably right. NBA.com, March 25th, yep. Right. NBA trade deadline, so... And that's that's after the second half of the regular season begins. We don't even know the schedule at that point. That's pretty wild that we don't even know yeah. the schedule for them yet. For them yet. So Victor Oladipo, they decide they want to trade him around the trade deadline. It's around March, so it's in about two months. What's a what's a deal we can construct? Let's just build one. So Victor Oladipo making twenty one million this year, and what could you give him? Right, you have to build it on some kind of asset. So what's the asset? the Mavericks well I think one you have to consider his value too because if he's if he doesn't want to be in Houston and if he tells Houston hey I I don't care what like I just don't want to be here moving forward I want to win I want all this stuff I'm going to give you the courtesy and tell you I'm not going to sign with you yeah and so I I think Houston has to accept that it's like all right before we lose him for nothing can can we get a first can we get another asset can we get whatever you know how much can we get so you're not going to get a king's ransom for him but no you know would houston say and i'm not saying i would do this at all but i'm just saying i think dallas has a couple of young pieces like a jalen brunson like a josh green tim hardaway would have to be in that deal and you know tim hardaway would have to i think he would yeah yeah. So let's go Tim Hardaway. We just need to make like make up like three more million. You can do Tim Hardaway and Brunson. I know, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like I, I don't I think there's a good portion of Mavs fans who wouldn't do that deal. If it was Tim Hardaway, Jalen Brunson, and a first round pick. 2027 first round pick protected. I, I don't even think you need to do the first. Just give him Hardaway and Brunson. This is a guy that's hmm. not gonna sign with you. You're gonna lose him for nothing in, you know, three months after the trade deadline. Well, I think there's some other teams that could outbid that, though. If you don't add in a first, I think there'll be another team out there that say, we'll give you a first. We'll give you a first with another expiring or whatever. And then if you're Houston, you walk away with with Brunson and what his, you know, rookie contract extension is going to look like next summer. And then you walk with a first round pick. That's including if you don't, 
you know, if you don't re-sign Tim Hardaway this summer, which Houston is set up to have cap space, you know, if, if they don't do that. But but even Victor Oladipo, any of these three guys, I think would work. I think they and I think Eric Gordon would work for Dallas, even if they just want to entertain, hey, what could we, you know, what could we work out around Eric Gordon, around a James Johnson for Eric Gordon stuff and James Johnson in two seconds for Eric Gordon? If you're a Mavs fan, would you do that? You would be eating that money, you know, over the next two or three no, years. But no, you would I actually, do but that. you would no. I know that that's the thing. I, I don't. I don't think I would do that either. It would make your team better this, you know, right now for this playoff run. But I don't think I would do that moving forward. So, but that that's the type of stuff I think Houston would do that. I'm saying, hey, we'll take a couple I mean, second you're round. Paying picks almost and, thirty million for Eric Gordon and Dwight Powell over the next three years, oof, two years. <laughs> Two years after this one, but Ooh. but that's why I focus on PJ Tucker. I, I don't. It's not going to cost a you know three of your rotation pieces. It's not going to cost a maxi. You know something like that. It's going to be something. Try to get some money in there to make that work money wise. Throw in a couple seconds, and my only fear is somebody you know come the trade deadline somebody's gonna throw it like a protected first or something at pj yeah somebody like the net somebody you know another can ever contending team's gonna be going after pj tucker well they're gonna well they're gonna hope he's a buyout candidate but he won't be oh heck no he ain't gonna be no buyout candidate no some somebody will be trading for him he's shooting 46 percent from three so far but, in 14 games heck tucker. yeah he is freaking love pj tucker Okay, we, we understand but, this. Yeah, we know you love P.J. Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love James Johnson, too. But yeah, uh, I know. But no, it's it's those three guys. I, I think, do you think all three, how many of those guys are on the Rockets past the deadline? Oh, man. I feel like they're not going to come up with a good enough deal for Oladipo, and they're going to, Tillman is going to try to talk them into thinking that they can re-sign him. And then oh, Lord. T- Tucker, I think, is gone at the deadline. And then... yeah. Gordon, I don't think they're going to be able to move. Like Jackson Gatlin also talked about Tucker or uh, Eric Gordon. It was like the the Rockets don't want to be giving up assets to try and get off his money, so they just might as well keep him and then try and hope and hope that he gains back some of that value so they can trade him later. But he's just not worth that that deal right now. See, if I was Houston and and I was listening to offers for Oladipo, I would say, hey, I'll lower my price a little bit on Oladipo if you take Gordon. And that's Oladipo, what I'm saying. Yeah. The other thing about Oladipo, though, is he represents part of the Harden trade, right? Like, I don't know if they want to yeah. give up on that so quick. Maybe, maybe they would to get more assets and say, it's like add those together the, and say, oh, we got all this that we got for James Harden plus the stuff we got for Oladipo and, you know, turn it into that kind yeah. of thing, like an OKC deal. But, and they will. But even if you walk out of that with a first round pick for Oladipo, then it's like, all right, well, we basically got eight first round picks for James Harden. You know, you turned Levert into <laughs> with, a first. With, with the swaps, yeah. So if you, yeah, if you could get a first and get off the long-term money of Eric Gordon, then I think that would be the route that I would take if I'm Houston. I would say, hey, if you want all the depot, whoever, whatever team out there, then you're going to, you're going to need to, you know, take Eric Gordon too. And that's where a team like Dallas, who has bigger expiring contracts, could make that happen and make the wishes happen for Houston. There's all kinds of moves that could be made. Let us know. Tweet us at Locked On Maps, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris. What kind of deals you think? We'll be back tomorrow and uh, the rest of the week, guys. Hopefully the Mavericks come up with some wins here. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom.